You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the November 4th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. NFL Week 9, I believe. By the time this weekend's NFL games are over, I think we're hitting the halfway point. To uh, the end of the road, do 272 bets by the end of this weekend. So very exciting stuff. Before I get into a quick recap of last week's picks and my picks for this coming week, uh, some quick housework here. A couple things need to go over. First, going to start off with an announcement. This podcast is now part of the Fansided Podcast Network. As you probably know, I am employed by Betsided, have been now for a few months uh, BetSided is an affiliate of FanSided. It's a it's an offshoot of FanSided. So I've been signed on now uh, to be part of their podcast network. And what that means is ads on the show, friends. I think this is the first time with uh, be, with being part of the FanSided podcast network. So I think there was probably an ad at the start of the show, and I think there will be another one at one point during the show as well. I'm not sure. This is a little bit of a test run to see exactly how this works. But you knew ads were going to come eventually. I got to make some money on this, my friends. So yeah, Podcast Network, we're moving on up, we're gr- growing, thank you all for listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all that stuff. Speaking of podcasts, I'm doing a second podcast now, uh, an official part of BetSided one. This podcast is still completely on my own, I do this completely by myself, produce it by myself, edit it by myself, all that good stuff. But I'm also uh, going to be part of a official BetSided podcast called Bet and Breakfast. That's right, I'll be on two podcasts and they're both... Uh, the titles of them are both related to breakfast and breakfast food for some reason. But yes, Bet and Breakfast, as of right now, it will be released uh, Mondays and Thursdays morning mornings. I won't be on every episode. I will be on uh, at least once a week, though. Myself, Ben Heisler, Donovan Smoot, Reed Wallach, Peter Dewey, all the Bet-sided editors. Follow those guys on Twitter if you haven't already. Go ahead and go subscribe to that podcast right now. It's quick. 10 to 15 minutes long on Monday and Thursday. Super, super quick. Even quicker than this one. Uh, more than more half the, the length of this one. Just a quick little fun uh, podcast to get you started, your, your day started and a few picks uh, for that night. So bet and breakfast. Keep an eye out for that. 
Um, actually, the first one will be Thursday morning. So Thursday morning, you will both have this episode uh, to listen to and then go over and listen to me on Bet and Breakfast. It's only 10 to 15 minutes long, super quick, and subscribe to that as well. And then the last order of business in relating to fan-sided is uh, the new, brand new Bet-sided website is running a contest called Bet You. We are looking for college students, 21 or older, um, in the states that WinBet operates in. Now, should I have the list of states in front of me before I, I list these off? Yes, uh, but they involve it involves Michigan, Indiana, Nashville, New Jersey, I believe Arizona. Uh, if WinBet is in your state, then you qualify if you are a college student. If you are 21 years or older, um, all you need to do is send a quick uh, email a uh, 45 to 60 second long video to video at betsided.com telling us why you want to participate. This is how it works. You get $250 of free bets. You compete against other college students uh, over bowl season, over college football bowl season. If you finish up the most amount of money at the end, you win $10 thousand dollars it's that easy you don't have to go anywhere it is all remote so if you're 21 or older if you are a college student in one of the states that i listed and i think there are a couple others check to see if WinBet is in your state send a 45 to 60 second video to video at betsided.com letting us know why you should be selected and if you're a participant at the very least you'll get 250 dollars of money to gamble on sports and if, if you win i should say you have a chance to win and if you do win you win $10,000, 10 grand cash. I wish I could join. Unfortunately, I'm not a college student. Um, but if I was, I would join. So there you have it. There you go. We, we, I got all that stuff out of the way. There will be ads now. Probably two ad breaks to show. I'm still not exactly sure how they work, but we'll see at the end of this episode. Subscribe to the Bet and Breakfast podcast as well, and then enter that contest if you're a college student, 21 or older, in those select states. All right, let's get into it. No victory song this week, unfortunately, but we did have a winning week. But I did say in order for for the victory song to be played, I need to hit 10 wins, and I did not. I fell one short. Week eight, I went nine and six for plus 2.85 units. So a winning week once again. My cat doesn't decide if she wants to stay in my room or go out. She literally just scratched on my door to come back in. Ten seconds later, she scratched and leave my room again. I don't fucking understand, Daisy. Do you want in or out? I went nine and six plus 2.85. Watch, I let her out. She's going to be scratching at the door again. One to two minutes tops. This brings my hashtag road to 272 uh, bets. Season to date record to 77.45 for plus 30.63 units. My friends, we are over 30 units profit so far this season i would actually like to quickly review some of those bets because I, I i think I, I i learned a few things last week um i was in really good shape and then i went 0 and 4 in the late afternoon games which absolutely sucks now i will say and a few people have pointed this out to me uh is that i haven't been good with totals this year and that is true that is fair people are telling me though to stop betting on totals i will not do that um Actually, last season, I had a better record at the end of the year in totals than I did on spreads. So I've definitely hit a cold streak with totals. If you want to fade my totals picks, uh, then I would not blame you whatsoever. But I'm not going to stop betting on them. If I Look, one to, she's scratching my door already, trying to come back in. That was less than two minutes. What? Holy moly, Daisy. In a row. Just decide. I'm not going to leave the door open. Unbelievable, my friends. Um, the late afternoon slot, I had three of my four bets or totals, and they all, none of them hit. My spread bet didn't hit either. 
Uh, but then I hit the two primetime games. Underreact! Hashtag underreact. You gotta underreact to, to injuries. I released that video uh, <laughs> Sunday night after the Cowboys won. Uh, I thought that bet was dead when Dak Prescott was owed, if I'm being 100% honest. But you gotta underreact. Um, I'm not counting it on the record. I did double down, though. I did take Cowboys plus four and a half. I doubled down. Once again, all these like prop bets and side bets and kind of double downs, any middles I do, I don't count any of those on my record. My official road to 272 records is just my best bet for each game, the ones that I release on this podcast. Uh, what else do we got? Another two Moneyline Underdog picks. I'm, what, now 12-2 and two or 14-2? and two? I think 12-2 and two on them now. Panthers, Titans were just a slight one, even money, uh, but Panthers plus one, one, 145. I got a big one this week. I got a another heat check for my Moneyline Underdog picks. Big one this week. Stay tuned for that. What else happened last week? Packer, oh, Pack, Topple Gambler giveth, Gambler taketh away. Gambler giveth Thursday night. I don't know how the un, that total stayed under. Looked like an easy under between Packers Cardinals on Thursday night. Then it was dead, and it looked dead like five times at the end of the game. And then he threw an interception, and that was it. All they had to do was kick, I think, I think if I remember correctly, they, they could have just kicked a field goal and sent it into overtime, and then I had no chance of winning it unless it ended in a tie. But he threw an interception. Tough. Gambler giveth. Um, but then Gambler taketh away. That Dolphins plus 13 and a half, that was a bad beat. Dolphins were covering the entire game up until like one minute left uh, when the Bills uh, scored on a third down play. If they didn't uh, convert on that third down, they would have kicked a field goal and still been within the number. Scored a touchdown with like a minute and a half left. I don't even know if there's that long left uh, after not covering the entire game. So taketh away on that Dolphins bet. Um, Rams... All-time bad beat if you're on the Rams' closing number of 16.5. Even 16 when it pushed, that's tough. Uh, luckily, that was one of the examples of me betting on Wednesday night. Worked in my favor. I was Rams minus 14.5. Uh, so that was still a cover, but that would have been an all-time stinger. Uh, Browns, bad bet. Bad bet on the Browns. Uh, they look terrible. Not good. Not good at all. Jaguars, Seahawks, over. Eh. Chargers, minus 5. Eh. Washington, Denver over 44. Eh. Bucks, Saints under 50. Eh. None of them were even close, too. Like, I knew they were all losers, like, halfway through the third quarter. Late afternoon sleep was tough. It's tough to sit there and watch four different football games, and halfway through the third quarter, you know none of them are winning. Tough. Uh, but then Cowboys minus one, Giants plus 10. The fact that the Giants were 10-point uh, underdogs to that Chiefs team was just mind-blowing. Um, that's all I got into it, though. That was a, that was a lot to get through. Um, but let's get into the week nine picks. I got them all locked in. Um, I wrote my notes Tuesday night, which I don't normally do. I usually write them the same night that I record. But tonight I went to the Nets and Hawks game. Um, I tweeted out a picture of me at the game. I specifically said in the tweet, don't seat shame me. I got the cheapest she- seats possible because I'm not going to spend 250 bucks to get uh, half decent seats uh, on a Wednesday night Hawks Nets game when I could pay 30 bucks and just be there and just yeah I'm in the nosebleeds but who's who cares I'm there and then what happened I got seat shamed by everyone sorry sorry I'm not rich <laughs> hopefully someday I can get courtside tickets or maybe even lower bowl would be nice that t- it is not that day unfortunately <laughs> I'm a common man I'll take the $30 nosebleeds thank you very much but I uh, I bet big on the over um, I was actually sitting next to a guy and I was watching, I was listening to the guys, these guys sweating their bets. Um, and they bet like a player prop parlay. And then they could tell near the end that I was rooting for the over. And they're like, do you bet a parlay? And I was like, no, I'm just on the over. And they're like, oh, how much can you win? Um, and I told them, and it's just, you know, I, I, I told them how much. And then they're like, 
how much did you bet? And it was like the same amount because it's just a you know a single one unit bet. Um, and then the guy was like disappointed. He's like, yeah, well this guy's got a hundred bucks, and if he wins, he wins twenty five hundred. And I'm like, oh, how close is he? And this is like two and a half minutes left in the game. And he's like, oh, he just needs James Harden to get four more rebounds. He needs, you know, uh, someone else to get two more assists, another guy to get another six points. But he'd win 25 grand. It's like, <laughs> I don't care if he was going to win 10 million. It's not going to hit. So <laughs> if you like parlays, go ahead. But that's that's what's going to happen. They're not going to hit. So it might be exciting thinking that you're going to win $2,500. But I will take my uh, one unit bet to win one unit. Uh, any day of the week, um, and he was he was devastated that it lost. Of course, it lost. What a ridiculous parlay it was. Uh, but the over hit with ease. It was two. I got it at two nineteen and a half, um, and it hit with like three minutes left, and it was pretty sweat free. Even like the last couple minutes, there there were no baskets. I think I needed seven points with five minutes left. In like the next two minutes, there was no baskets at all. I got nervous for a quick second, but I ended up hitting. But anyways, this intro is way too long. I got picks, my friends. I've locked them in. I did my notes last night. That was the point of the story. I did, did do my notes last night, but I didn't lock them in until right before I clicked record. So all the lines and juice and all that stuff is Wednesday night, is just as of, you know, 15 minutes ago. Not Tuesday night, but the notes are Tuesday night. So um, I don't even, I half the notes, I don't remember what I wrote. So we'll see how that goes. But let's get into it without further ado. The, uh, this is the November 5th. November 4th, it just turned, turned over to midnight, I was just looking at my clock, so now this is no, the November 4th episode, the NFL Week 9 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast, let's go. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, my friends. My friends. Jets, Colts, Thursday night football. Here we go. Let's get into the games. I think it's 14 games this week, I believe. I think four teams are on bye week, so we've got 14 games. So i got to go 10-4 and four for there to be a victory song uh, next week. Let's aim for it. Oh, should put my phone on silent probably if I want to be professional. Jets, Colts, 10.5 point spread. Um, I'm taking the Jets plus 10.5 minus 115. Why wouldn't I? Is Mike White actually good or is he a one game wonder? I don't know. And I don't think any of you know either. Who would know? But just for the fun, I am willing to ride the Mike White hype train and we'll just see what happens. I was on the Jets last week. They covered. That was a fantastic perform- performance by him. I think he he has earned the right for me to bet on him again. And I will say the same thing about him that I said last week, which is that he can't be worse than Zach Wilson. I don't understand why Zach Wilson being out and Mike White starting made people bet on the Bengals even more. Zach Wilson was terrible all season. Why do you think another professional quarterback would be worse? Now, not to say now, not saying I predicted he was going to be good, but he wasn't going to be worse than Zach Wilson. Now, in this game, the stats do not back up, in my opinion, the Colts deserving of being 10.5-point favorites whatsoever, especially based on their defenses. Let's listen to some defensive stats. Jets are 21st in opponent yards per play. The Colts are 23rd. Third down defense, Jets 13th, Colts 14th. Red zone defense, Jets 13th, Colts 22nd. Opponent yards per pass attempt, Jets 23rd, Colts 27th. 
So, I mean, those are four major defensive categories, and the Jets statistically are better than the Colts in all four of them. Some of them, you know, very slight. Pony yards per play, 21st, 23rd, third down defense, 13th, 14th, but they're still better. And if you're going to set a 10.5 point spread, a 10.5 point spread, you can't have one team have the worst defense, the favorite. The team that's favored can't have a worse defense. That doesn't make sense. I'm a statistics guy. I might be an underreact guy, but I'm also a statistics guy. That makes no sense to me. Will I regret this bet? Who knows? Because anytime you bet on the Jets, no matter what's going on, it's it's you, you feel like it, you, like you're stupid for doing it. But it worked last week. Let's see what Mike White can bring on Thursday night. Jets plus ten and a half, minus one fifteen. Then we're going with my. Uh, this is the bet I gave out on the bet sided roundtable. I lost uh, half a point since we recorded that up until I locked uh, actually locked the bet in this evening. So if you lock this in uh, when that video was was released on. Tuesday yesterday then you got got a better number than I did but this is what I gave out it was Texans I gave it out a plus seven but I had to lock it in tonight a plus six and a half against the Dolphins juice is minus 110 this game's a toilet bowl I don't know why and this is the same thing I said uh Tuesday in the video why in the name of gambler the gambling god are the Miami Dolphins a touchdown favorite against any other team in the NFL now it's Technically six and a half points now, so it's less than a touchdown. Um, well, it's still a touchdown, just no extra point. You, you get my point, though. This Miami Dolphins team is terrible. Should they be favored against the Texans? Sure. I guess that's fair. Six and a half points, though. The Dolphins are 29th in average scoring margin, 31st in yards per play, 26th in opponent yards per play. They're in the bottom, like, six, bottom five in basically every single major statistic. Any team, no matter who they play, if they rank in the bottom five of almost every statistic, they shouldn't be a touchdown favorite. Now, obviously, it's not that, like the Texans' numbers are good. They're not. They're just as bad as the Dolphins in almost every category. But a six-and-a-half-point spread between two of the worst teams in the NFL, uh, I don't think so, my friends. Give me Texans plus six-and-a-half. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think they've announced about Tyrod Taylor yet, have they? If Tyrod Taylor plays, I love this bet even more. Texans plus six and a half minus one ten against the Dolphins. Moving on, we got the Broncos and the Cowboys. I am going to take the Denver Broncos plus ten minus one fifteen to give the Cowboys their first ATS loss of the season. Cowboys are perfect seven and zero against the spread. They've already had their bye week, so it's kind of ironic that that they're seven and zero against the spread because I believe last year they started zero and eight against the spread. It's either zero and seven or zero and eight against the spread last year. They tied the record for the uh, longest streak of not covering the spread to start a season, um, and now this year they're the last team to still be undefeated against the spread. So a little ironic how much a one year difference can make. How much difference a difference can make. Uh, just a quarterback, Dak Prescott, although Shadow Cooper Rush. Um, I believe Dak Prescott's going to play this week. Um, if he doesn't, obviously, I like this bet more. No you know, disrespect to Cooper Rush. He did a great job on Monday night, but uh, sorry, Sunday night. Uh, but he's still no Dak Prescott, obviously. Um, now, I know the Cowboys' offense is arguably the best in the NFL. No doubt about that. But let's not forget how bad their defense is. 27th in opponent yards per play. Broncos are 11th. Now, of course, I know the Broncos don't have Von Miller, Miller anymore. Uh, Cowboys 24th in red zone defense. Broncos 7th. 22nd in opponent yards per pass attempt. Broncos 14th. Now, like I just mentioned, 
no Von Miller, but even without Von Miller, I'm pretty confident in saying that the Broncos have the better defense in this matchup. So similar to the Jets and the Colts game, how are you how are you laying 10.5 points in a game where one team clearly has the better defense? I know that the Cowboys offense is, is arguably the best in the uh, best in the NFL. It's probably between them and the Rams, but still. Too many points. I think they can keep it within the number here. Are the Broncos going to beat them outright? Probably not, not. I wouldn't bet on that, but 10 points, too many for me. Um, and as much as I hate saying a team is due, I mean, the Cowboys aren't going to go 17-0 against the spread. They're going to fail to cover a spread at some point. Um, I'm, am I using that as a reason to bet against them this week? No, but, I mean, they will fail to cover a spread at some point. I think they are finally being overvalued here. I think this is also a big buy low, sell high. This is something I say week after week. Buy low on teams. This is a big buy low on the Broncos because they look terrible the past few weeks. Sell high because the Cowboys look absolutely fantastic. It's an ugly bet. Don't get me wrong, but we have to make some ugly bets at some point. At some points in time. Give me the Broncos plus ten, minus one fifteen. Then we are going to the first total bet of the week: Vikings Ravens over forty nine and a half minus one fifteen. My f- uh, friend and coworker Reed Wallach gave this pick out on the bet-sided roundtable this week uh, for his best bet, and I agree with him. Now, if you think I should not be betting on totals and that I suck at totals, then just go ahead and take the under. Fade me. I don't care. Just don't be a dick about it. Uh, For those of you who want to know what side I would be on, I would be on the Ravens. Um, But I think it's, what, six, six and a half? I think that's the right spread, so I'm going to go to the total instead, and I like the over. Um, I bet that you don't know that the Ravens have the third worst defense in the NFL right now. Yeah. Doesn't sound right. The Ravens year after year, it's always like the best two defenses, like the Bears in the NFC and the Ravens in the AFC. Uh Uh-uh. Not this year. Opponent yards per play. The Chiefs are dead last at 6.4. Texans and Ravens tied for second last. Um, the, the, The... the source I look at is Texans as second last and then Ravens third last. I think their decimal points in their system goes further than what it shows. So I'll give the Ravens benefit benefit of the doubt. Uh, still third last, opponent yards per play of 6.3. And then the Lions fourth last at 6.2. So the Ravens defense in terms of opponent yards per play is worse than the Lions defense. Not good. Vikings defense isn't much better, 20th in opponent yards per play at 5.7. Then if you have the Ravens offense, um, they rank 4th in offensive yards per play at 6.2. And the Vikings offense, to be fair, kind of average, 14th at 5.8. But my point still stands, both offenses much better than their defenses. Vikings also, and this is why if I were to go spread, I do like the Ravens. Vikings, 27th in opponent yards per carry at 4.6. Not good when you are playing the Baltimore Ravens. And Lamar Jackson. So, uh, so lots of uh, things that favor the offenses in this game. Total is still below that mark of 50. Uh, so give me the over 49.5. If you don't think I should be betting totals, fade me. Take the under. Do it. Do it. I dare you. Do it. Vikings Ravens over 49.5. Moving on to the Patriots and the Panthers. I am going to take the Patriots minus 4, minus 105. Now this could be a sell high spot on the Patriots. I kind of try to want to convince myself a little bit, but I think they've actually won me over. They look, the last few weeks, they have looked much better than the team we saw the first few weeks, um, especially offensively, mostly offensively, actually. Bill Belichick has very clearly opened up the offense for Mac Jones, and he's responded in a positive way. And if he keeps playing as well as he is, Belichick's only going to, you know, 
open up the playbook even more for him. The first few games, they were very conservative, running the ball a lot, short dump-off passes. Lately, that has not been the case over the last three weeks. Um, over the over each team in the NFL, over their last three games, the Patriots are averaging 6.2 yards per play, which ranks 7th in the NFL during that stretch. Now, on the other side of things, the Panthers' offense still stinks. They could barely move the ball against the Falcons' bad defense. They are third last in yards per play, and now they're going up against a solid Patriots defense. Panthers' offense also 28th in red zone scoring, 24th in third down offense. Not good. Not good. Panthers' defense does continue to be good, though, so that does concern me a little bit. But the total is, at least last time I checked when I wrote these notes on Tuesday night, the total is all the way down to 40.5. I can't take the under on 40.5. I mean, it would have to be just an all-time defensive battle because, I mean, so many, like, two if like two weird plays happen, like, the over is going to hit. Especially if the defenses are good. I mean, a pick six could happen. Pick six and then a kick return, which I know doesn't really happen that much anymore. But, like, two weird plays happen and the over hits, so... Not going to bet the under on a 40.5 total. Uh, I'll take the Patriots. I'll, I'll put some faith in them here that the Patriots uh, are a lot better than what they were the first few weeks. I could be wrong. This could be a sell-high spot on the Patriots. I could be giving them too much credit, but we will see. Um, I don't want to bet on Sam Darnold anymore. That was that was rough enough having to do that last week. Uh, Bills, Jaguars. This one, this pick. When I was handicapping this game, it was infuriating. Give me the Bills minus 14.5, minus 110 against the Jaguars. I know two weeks ago I said that I don't, where I draw the line is two touchdowns in the NFL. I lied. I mean, I was on Rams 14.5 last week it covered. I lied. That was just a dumb thing to say. But this is what's infuriating. So, well, first of all, let's just say we have the we have the number one defense in the NFL in the Bills. If you go like opponent yards per play, Bills are number one, even though um, who they get torched by? The Titans. I'll chalk that up to an anomaly game. Those happen. Um, so number one defense going up against an Urban Meyer offense and the number 28th ranked defense. No brainer in this one. I can't stomach backing the Jaguars against an actual good team. What, they had two straight, too many men on the field last week? Like, what is this, Peewee? Now, they might play some bad teams close. I mean, if they play some bad teams, they do have enough just natural talent on the team to keep it close and win. But this Bills team's too close, or too good, sorry. The Jaguars. So this is what's infuriating. Listen to this. The Jaguars rank second in the NFL in yards per carry at 5.1. Literally the second most effective team at running the ball in the National Football League. But yet, they rank 26th in run play percentage. Let me repeat this because this is, this is worth repeating. They have a rookie quarterback who has absolutely no help or weapons around him. They have one of the best running games in the NFL, averaging 5.1 yards per carry. But yet they run the ball on only 36.28% of plays, which is 26th in the NFL. They're also 28th in rushing attempts per game. Urban, you have a rookie quarterback who's struggling, who has struggled to find his footing in the NFL, who has no help, no weapons, no offensive line, and a running game that's getting 5.1 yards per carry. Run the goddamn ball, you moron. This truly is not rocket science. Truly. Play to your team's strengths. You can run the ball. 5.1 yards per carry. 
per carry, 5.1, and you refuse to run the ball. Why? This isn't rocket science. What are you doing? Bills minus 14.5. I refuse to bet on this Jaguars team anymore. Until they run the goddamn ball, I will not be betting on this Jaguars team. Bills minus 14.5, minus 110. It's infuriating. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bengals, Browns. I gotta say, my friends, I am officially worried about my preseason Super Bowl bet of the Cleveland Browns. Boy, did they look bad last week. So I am going to take the Bengals in this one, minus 2.5, minus 110. Big reason is Bengals are 5th in the NFL right now in run defense, 5th in opponent yards per carry. They should be able to stop the Browns' rushing attack, and if they do, they have a good chance to beat the Browns' team because this is what I talk about every week when I talk about the Browns. They rely on the run game so much. 42.12% of their offensive yards gained come on the ground. That is the second highest rate in the NFL. So if you stop the run game, you can stop the Browns. And the Bengals, at least what the statistics say, is they should be able to stop their run game. Now, if the Bengals' run defense can hold and Joe Burrow can limit his turnovers, I see you, Joe Burrow, nine interceptions, you're my guy, but you got to limit those interceptions, then the Bengals should be in a good spot to win this game. Now, I do kind of have to admit, last week's loss to the Jets does have me concerned a little bit about just how for real this Bengals team, but two points. One, I'm not going to let one game sway me too much on a team. And number two, look how good the Titans have looked since losing to the Jets. So, and I mean, to be fair, the Bengals just played against NFL MVP Mike White. So, (laughs) Bengals minus two and a half, minus 110. Raiders, Giants. Um, Am I missing something here? Is there a reason why the Raiders are only two and a half point favorites? Sorry, three. I got it in at three. My mistake. I, when I wrote these notes, I had it down Raiders uh, two and a half, but now I remember. When I locked it in tonight, it was Raiders minus three. Credit to me for being honest. I could have taken two and a half. I got Raiders minus three at even money. That's what my book was tonight. When I wrote these notes, it was two and a half. Credit to me. I'm an honest guy. Uh, so why are the Raiders only three point favorites? The public's all over them. I can't find a reason to back New York. Even against the worst defense in football in the Chiefs, the Giants only managed to score 17 points. Now they face a Raiders defense that's 4th in opponent yards per play and 4th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Also, the numbers don't lie about Daniel Jones at home. I mean, I'm not a trend guy. I'm not. But I think at this point, this is more than a trend because these numbers are insane, and I think I've talked about this before. At home in his career, Daniel Jones, 6199 completion percentage 15 touchdowns and 19 interceptions on the road he has a 63.27 completion percentage 27 touchdowns and only eight interceptions why is daniel jones significantly better on the road than at home it makes no sense whatsoever um and i mean this is what what do we have two and a half three and a half uh, seasons of data enough to back this up it's not just a random trend that you're looking at one season this is career numbers I mean, forget about completion percentage. It's only a couple percent different, but 15 touchdowns and 19 interceptions at home, 27 touchdowns, eight interceptions on the road. That's insane. Now, I know probably the only argument you could make, because statistically the Raiders are the biggest, most obvious bet in the world. The only argument you could make is that this whole Henry Ruggs thing is on the mind of a lot of guys on the Raiders, um, which is just a horrific tragedy. Truly just nightmarish stuff um 
But, I mean, we don't really know how that's going to affect the Raiders' locker room. It will have an effect. I don't know what that effect's going to be. So, I, I can't – I mean, I'm, also, you just kind of feel dirty putting that into your handicapping and your thought process when placing a bet. I'd rather not think about that when I'm, when I'm, when I'm handicapping a game and betting money on it. So, um, tragedy. Thought so to that girl's family. What a disgusting thing that happened. But, I don't know. But – I try not to be too serious on this podcast, but the statistics tell me the Raiders. I will be back in the Raiders here. Raiders minus three at even money. Uh, and let's move on. Uh, Falcons saints. This is a tough one. I went back and forth a little bit. Uh, I am going to back the Falcons. So I got plus six minus one fifteen here. Um, I don't know who's going to play quarterback for the saints yet. I don't know if they've made the official announcement. I think if Taysom Hill is uh, cleared from the concussion protocol, I believe he will be. Uh, maybe Trevor, Trevor Simeon will, maybe they'll do uh, a little quarterback by committee thing. Uh, but this game's going to be close. I know everyone's all over the Saints defense and to, and to be fair for good reason, but I would say about the Saints defense, they, they do two things really well that kind of hide the other parts of their defense. So very good against the run first in run defense and first in red zone defense. So now everyone's jumping all over them. I have in the past as well about just how good they are. But really, they're just really good at stopping the run, and they're really good in the red zone. But other places, they aren't. For example, 20th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 23rd in sack percentage. So you can throw the ball against the Saints defense. 20th and tw- 20th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 23rd in sack percentage. So they haven't had a good pass rush either. So if the Falcons just throw the ball, they should maybe, hopefully, keep it close. Also, whoever is a quarterback, I don't trust them to win this game. I believe the Falcons beat the Saints last year with Taysom Hill, a quarterback. I think. Am I wrong? Are you guys going to be mad at me if I look this up really quick? I probably should know. Um, Saints 2020 season. Sorry, this is not good podcasting. But I I believe... No, the Falcons lost both times to them. But this 21-16 game, they must have covered. There's no way Saints were bigger. And Taysom Hill. So they covered against the Saints when Taysom Hill was uh, quarterback last year. So maybe that's worth something. I think the Falcons keep this one close. Do they win? Probably not. I think they'll keep it close, though. Um, Falcons plus 6, minus 115. And that's the conclusion of the early afternoon games. Right before we get into the late afternoon games, let's hit an ad break. There. How was that ad? I, you know what? I'm not even too sure if one's going to be in there. I This is my first time with a fan-sided network, podcast network. I'm going to follow the instructions. If they weren't, hey, you didn't have to listen to an ad. If if uh, if there was an ad in there, go buy whatever the ad was for. I don't know. <laughs> Help me make money on this podcast so I no longer have to sit in literally the fifth highest row at Nets games. How about that? Maybe if this podcast makes a little bit of money, I can sit down in the, in the next lower bowl. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? All right. Late afternoon games. Eagles Chargers. Um, I bet against the Chargers all year. I finally decided to bet on them, and they just disappointed me more than anyone ever could. So I'm going back against them, and I'm back on the I'm back on the Eagles again. This is eight out of nine weeks I've backed the Eagles, unless they had a bye week. I don't think they've had a bye week. But I've bet on them in all of their games this season, except for once I bet on the total instead and lost. Give me the Eagles, plus 110. They finally, finally decided to run the shit out of the ball when they face the Lions. Which actually, I kind of... I mean, I won my Eagles bet. Uh, it's still, I mean, 
let's back up. Let's talk about that game. This is the second time in like the past five weeks where everyone was convinced the Lions were gonna were gonna win a game. The Lions aren't good. <laughs> like Eagles minus three and a half was a gift, and everyone was on the Lions. People Lions money line. They're finally gonna win plus three and a half. Easy bet. I think I saw more people say the Lions were like their lock of the week more than any other pick. The Eagles were easily the bet to make in that game. The Lions are not good, regardless. Eagles crushed them. They finally decided to run the ball. I didn't like it because I had Jalen Hurts, my TFS lineup, um, and he barely got me any points. Uh, I almost lost basically just because of him. But they crushed the Lions, which is fine, and they finally decided to run the ball. If Nick Sirianni does this against the Chargers, they can beat the Chargers. Eagles third in the NFL in yards per carry at 5.0. Chargers are dead last in opponent yards per carry at 5.1. So one of the best running teams uh, one, one of the best running offenses in the NFL is now playing the worst running defense. The Eagles ran the ball last week against uh, the Lions on 74.19% of their offensive plays. And look what happened. So yes, Nick Sirianni, you're finally figuring it out. Maybe you can send a memo to your, to, um, not your boy, but maybe send your uh, memo over to Urban Meyer so maybe he can get a clue. Run If you can run the football, run the football. Don't get seduced by the pass game. That's exactly how you succeed in an offense. you got to play to your team's strengths. The Eagles' defense also continues to be very good. Sixth in the NFL in opponent yards per play. Public all over the Chargers here. Uh, but this is a spot that actually makes sense to fade the public, uh, in my opinion. Um, so I will go with the Eagles plus 110 on the money line. Note, that is an under, underdog money line play. That is not my main underdog money line play. I said earlier it's a big one. I wouldn't cop out by just giving you a plus 110. So that is one. Stay tuned for my next one. Chiefs-Packers. It's not this game either. But I am very happy that I uh, didn't record this Tuesday night when I wrote the notes. Because um, then I would have had uh, Packers money line. And I could have just waited today, uh, which I did. I'm recording this Wednesday night now that the Aaron Rodgers news is broken out. Um, I'm all the way. I got the Packers plus seven and a half. So very thankful I decided to wait till tonight to record. So I got Packers plus seven and a half at minus one fifteen. Now I will say, people are catching on to the underreacting. Now I'm certainly, certainly, certainly not saying that I people are doing the underreacting because I started it because I didn't. It's just kind of sports betting knowledge. Sometimes you got to underreact. I just kind of leaned into it. But now everyone is on the Packers because everyone's saying underreact that the Aaron Rodgers um, being out isn't worth eight points. Now I'm nervous because when everyone jumps on one side and everyone think is like doing the big brain move, then the obvious happens. Um, so I bet you the Chiefs are going to win by like 17 points in this game. I don't. I didn't see a single person who was like, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers is out. Time to jump on the Chiefs." Not a single person. I'm sure the public probably will. Um, but every like handicapper on Twitter, every, every handicapper I follow, follow on Twitter was like, oh, Packers now is the easy move. Packers on the points, sprinkle the money line, which I was saying as well, and which I'm doing, but that makes me nervous. When it, all of sports betting Twitter is doing the big brain move, uh, then, it might, then it's no longer a big brain move. The big brain move right now would be take Chiefs. I'm not going to do it, though. I got I to gotta underreact. Seven and a half... Eight points is just, well, I guess it was seven and a half because it was a pick em. Seven and a half points is an insane movement. The Chief, I don't care who's a quarterback. The Chiefs still don't have a defense. I'm going to continue the Chiefs until they prove to me that they have figured something out and that they go back to looking like the team from the past three seasons. 
I see nothing of that sort, and I see no sign of anything changing, so why do I possibly bet on them? Defense is still the worst defense in the league. Offense looks almost just as bad now, and now their offense faces a Packers defense that's sixth in opponent yards per pass attempt, so very good secondary. Green Bay's weakness is their run defense. You can run the ball in this Packers defense, but I would be absolutely shocked if the Chiefs just try to run the ball against them. Fifth highest pass play percentage in the NFL, they ain't going to run the ball all game. But I will say, if the Chiefs come out, they look amazing, they decide to run the ball, uh, Jordan Love looks like crap at quarterback, I'm not even going to be mad about losing this bet. What would make me mad is to bet on the shitty Chiefs team, well, not again because they haven't been doing it, what would make me mad would be to bet on the shitty Chiefs team, expecting them to finally look like they did the past three seasons, and them losing. I'm not going to do that. At some point, we have to accept that they're just not as good as they were the past three years. Is Patrick Mahomes still a stud? Yes, I believe he can turn it around. He just needs to stop forcing things. Their defense is my main concern. The play calling has me a bit concerned. Their refusal to run the ball uh, it's, any significant amount has me concerned. But they have, for me to start betting on them, they have to prove me that they, at least for a game, can look like their old self. So I won't do it. Give me Packers plus 7.5 minus 115. 49ers Cardinals this is a pick when I got it, so I'll take 49ers minus 110. Now, you would think I would be underreacting to the Kyler Murray injury, but no, eh -eh, nope. I'm not just going to go ahead and bet on the team that has an injured player every time. you got to look at it a little bit further. Don't forget, these two teams played each other already this season. The 49ers outgained them in that game 338-304. to They rushed for 152 yards, and Trey Lance played for the 49ers, and he played like shit. So now you have a team that already outgained them, but now the team that lost, which is the 49ers, I think final score was 17-10. You have the team that lost. They have their better quarterback in, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, long-term, will he be better than Trey Lance? No, but right now I firmly believe Jimmy Garoppolo is the better quarterback today. And then you have the Cardinals, who have their MVP candidate quarterback who played in the last game with only one 17-10. He's out, and Colt McCoy is in. Now, here's the difference with Colt McCoy, is we know Colt McCoy. We've seen him enough. He's not a guy who's getting his first ever start. He's not a rookie. We know who Colt McCoy is. I, I, not buying it. Um, also, this game is now at home. Another like advantage for the 49ers that didn't have the last time. Cardinals still rank second last in opponent yards per carry. 49ers offense as a whole. You might be surprised to find this. The 49ers offense is actually averaging the same amount of yards per play as the Cardinals offense. And that's with Kyler Murray. Both offenses this season are averaging 6.1 yards per play. Yeah, that's shocking. I would have thought the Cardinals would have been blowing them out of the water, but no. And now Kyler Murray's out. 49ers win this game, uh, and if Murray doesn't play, and I don't think Murray's going to play, um, the 49ers are going to win this game big. 49ers, money line, minus 110. Definitely one of my top five bets of the week. Now we got Sunday night football. I'm taking the Rams minus eight, minus one ten. Uh, Titans all were already a fraudulent team, and now they've lost their best player. Now losing Derrick Henry is more than just losing the best running back in the league and the yards he can gain. Losing him now completely changes what other defenses are able to do now because they don't have to stack the box against the Titans. So it compl that's almost the biggest and the most important thing about Derrick Henry. It's not the yards he brings because most running backs, as long as they're behind a good run-blocking offensive line, will get yards. 
The biggest thing is how defenses game plan for the Titans. Now they can completely open up how they game plan against them. They can drop a couple guys back. They can go two deep safeties. They can do a lot of things that you can't do when Derrick Henry's in the backfield. Also, don't forget the Titans defense, 22nd opponent yards per play. Not a very strong defense. Rams offense is first in offensive yards per play. Fifth and third down conversion percentage. Second in yards per pass attempt. I don't see a Derrick Henry-less Titans offense keeping pace with the Rams considering what the Rams defense will be able to do. I will take LA in this one, minus 8, minus 110. Now you're probably thinking, Ian, what happened to that underdog money line pick you've been teasing? You said you weren't counting the Eagles as your only one, and there's only one game left. That's right, my friends. Bears, plus 230 on the money line. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night football. If there's that, this is the heat check of heat checks. The heat check of heat checks. I'm almost like I'm like I've been doing so well with my money line underdog picks that like I, I'm almost like willing to lose this one just to see if it's like still possible. <laughs> How narcissistic is that? <laughs> I might be so hot I might never lose a money line underdog pick again. This is a this is a heave it up from the low from the half half from half court basketball this is i'm like heaving it up from the foul line on the other side of the court shout out nba street volume three one of my most game most uh most played games of my childhood you guys ever played the nba street games fantastic just an unbelievable amount of fun and every time you shoot up a like a, a shot from behind half court that's the that's the line the announcer would say from the foul line on the other side of the court, that's me this week tossing up Bears plus 230. Bears plus 230 from the foul line on the other side of the court. I mean, if this hits, then then I, it's impossible for me to lose these bets. Now, the reason why I'm taking them, it's not just because I said, screw it, let's, let's heave up a Hail Mary here. Huge buy low spot on the Bears. Huge buy low spot on the Bears. Their offense stinks. Everyone's out on them. They can't win a game. They can't move the ball. Massive buy low spot on the Bears. Bit of a high sell spot on the Steelers after what the Steelers did to the Browns last week. But don't forget, the Steelers, especially their offense, terrible in that game. These are two just terrible offenses. Terrible. Both of them. Bears offense blows. So does the Steelers offense. But for the Bears to win, they do have to find success on the ground. And the Steelers are average at best at stopping the run. 15th in opponent yards per carry. But... Over their last three games, the Steelers are actually 28th in opponent yards per carry. So something fishy is going on with the Steelers' run defense. And if the Bears can exploit that, the Bears will be able to score points. If they can score points, they can win this game because the Steelers' offense stinks. Truly. I know the Bears do, uh, does as well, but this, they scored 15 points against the Browns. Their, defense, their offense stinks. I know the Steelers' team. They are bad. Remember last year, one of my big money line underdog picks I hit was Washington against the Steelers, um, and that was a similar price. And everyone said it was stupid, and it won. I know the Steelers team. I'm taking a shot from the logo. Bears plus 230 against the Steelers to finish off this week of the podcast. Best bets. No, let me re- let me uh, um, go through my picks here. Now, shout out to... Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to try to find her name really quick. Um, someone, one of the listeners, sent me a uh, clip of... I was going to say wife, but just in case she's not his wife, then I don't I don't want to say that. Let me see if I can find this. Um, 
of her listening to my recap of my picks and she had to listen to it on half speed because I go through them so quickly. Um, oh, he, he didn't say she just, he just referred to her as she, uh, because my recap was so fast, which is fair. I say my picks as quickly as possible when I recap them and I don't know why. Um, so funny clip. Thank you for sending that to me. Uh, in your honor, I will go slower this time. <clears throat> so here we go. I will recap my picks. Jets plus 10 and a half minus 115 against the Colts Texans plus six and a half minus 110 against the Dolphins Broncos plus 10 minus 115 against the Cowboys boy am I putting myself to sleep right now Vikings Ravens over 49 and a half minus 115 I'll just go super like Johnny broadcast here Patriots minus four minus 105 against the Panthers Bills, minus 14.5, minus 110 against the Jaguars. There's a guy on radio every morning on my bus on the bus on the way to school. He'd go, to hear news, call our hotline at 1-800-NEWS-624. It's 728. <laughs> every morning, said it the exact same line in the exact same voice. Bengals, minus 2.5, minus 110 against the Browns. Raiders, minus three, even money against the Giants. Falcons, minus six, minus 115 against the Saints. Eagles, plus 110 on the money line against the Los Angeles Chargers. Packers, plus six and a half, plus seven and a half, minus 110, minus 115 against the Chiefs. I'm so focused on doing this voice that I'm misreading what I'm putting down. 49ers, minus 110 against the Cardinals. Rams, minus 8, minus 110 against the Titans. And then finally, the Chicago Bears, plus 230 against the Steelers. This is Ian of the Bacon Bets Podcast, signing off. Also, shout out legend John Liu, TSN, the Canadian sports station. John Liu, TSN, Montreal. (laughs) I love the Johnny Broadcast voice. Alright, my best bets are Packers plus 7.5 against the Chiefs, 49ers minus 110 against the Cardinals, Vikings Ravens over 49.5, Texans plus 6.5 against the Dolphins, and Falcons minus 6 against the or sorry, plus 6 against the Saints. There you have it. I'm tired, friends. I went to the NBA game tonight. It's almost 1 o'clock in the morning, and this has been a very long episode, and I apologize for that, but I had things to go, I had to go over at the start. Um, thank you, thank you all for listening. Subscribe, rate, review. You've all been doing a good job of doing that. Thank you for that. Continue to do that. If you haven't already, please do it. Um, that's all I have for you. Best of luck with your bets, whether you tail, fade, do your own picks. I love you all. I'll talk to you all next week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.